Hello and welcome to the 90 Minutes in It podcast. I'm your host Chris Gallagher and I'm joined by Keith Hargee McGinty. What's your second name? McGinty. McGinty, there we go. First time we learned his name. We've known him for quite a while now, but still. Good evening. Uh, Hargee, how are you? I'm well. You're looking well yourself, Chris. Always looking well, I am. Uh, terrific. Uh, nah, nothing really. Um, <laughs> Kieran, it's the freight train. Certainly is. And that's all we need from him. He's, he's a businessman. He gets down to business. <laughs> uh, Sir Manny, Sir Manbot. Um, Chris Sir Manny. <laughs> that's your name. Get the worst nickname on no, the show. Your nickname you I didn't show. really put much thought into mine, did you? Well, the administrator for Christian started to take off on Twitter. That's, that's so, on and, and the, the weird thing is she's quite pleased about yeah. it. So I, the future, have you even got a horse named under, after me? Exactly, he does. We, on, on Thursday, I think you were getting tweets about the freight train horse at some race, horse racing thing. Um, this means nothing to nobody. But anyway, so uh, yeah, we've got lots of stuff to talk about. We've got a few games. We want to talk about Stana. We want to talk about the Hearts game. Uh, we've made a signing. Ooh, okay. Um, we also want to talk about um, a few other things. But we're going to start. I'm going to start with a question, and this is a question that can you know, if you're uh, want to tweet us what kind of your opinions and thoughts on it are. Um, Craig Gordon. Craig Gordon's been getting quite a lot of um, criticism over the last, uh, well, for this season, um, and maybe a bit towards last season. Um, there's a lot of people kind of making a lot of kind of quite big negative opinions about him. Uh, I just want to hear what your your thoughts are. I'll start with you, Kieran. Um, is Craig Gordon finished at Celtic? Um, would you be looking to get a goalkeeper in to replace him? Or would you just be looking to get someone in to give him a bit of competition? Um, maybe competition, because obviously we've lost Baye now to injury, but that's for a couple of months. Um, um, when did we sign Victor Baye <laughs> from Barcelona? Be, his name's not Baye, it's maybe Baye. Who said? Who said? I. Him, himself. When, he said, when did you see that? Years ago. When? Years ago. No, <laughs> it was one of the BT Sports commentators, not Ian Crocker, the other one. He asked him, how do you pronounce Indian? Is, is this a democracy? So there you go. There you go. There you go. So, what's his name? Uh, I honestly still don't know, to be fair. But anyway, sorry, Kim. Aye, anyway. But um, Fasan's still quite young and... and experienced. Very, very experienced as well. Um, maybe some of the challenges, but he's, he's still number one. I mean, he's made one or two big mistakes um, that kind of have helped to cause goals. But I still think as well, that's down to the kind of the lack of consistency again with our defence. We've had so many different people playing either the back two or the back three that they're still trying to adjust to that. Um, so I think once we can have established our defence a bit more, um, I think we'll feel a bit more confident. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Chris, what's your thoughts? Obviously, you want them to get hung strong and quartered. No, 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 no. <coughs> I've said um, to a few folk that it's... Uh, a real indictment on the quality of goalkeeper we've had that he's still probably the third best goalkeeper I've ever seen at Celtic. Um, Boric. Forster. Forster. I, I don't think I've seen a better keeper than, than Gordon out with those two. Um, he has made quite a few high-profile mistakes for us, not just this season. Um, Inter Milan. People always hark back to the Inter Milan one, which obviously was a monumental mistake that yeah. pretty much cost us going through, a lot of people would maybe say. But, do you think the Astana one was that bad? Because I've watched it quite a few times, and okay, 
I think he has to make. I think he has to make a decision, which he did. Mm. Um, people have criticised the fact that he headed the ball straight down the middle as opposed to heading it out. But if you look at it from his perspective, he hits it to Scott Brown, and then the guy has shows phenomenal technique to actually score because it's a great goal. You can't take anything for, away from the actual guy who scored. No, it. Th- there was there wasn't just Gordon who didn't cover themselves in glory with that, but it was because he came so far out of the goal that people will, will pick up on it. Um, but he could have put it elsewhere. Do you know what I mean? I don't. If we're talking about opinion wise, I don't think he's that good, but I don't think he's that bad. I think the priorities lie elsewhere. I think if we get a steady defence in front of him, he uh, won't be as exposed because I think a lot of the times that's what's happened with him. Uh, I do think that he makes a lot of great stops. He's still a, a good shot stopper. Um, don't think he commands his goal enough. Perhaps not, but then again, neither did Forster, and um, a lot of goalkeepers over the years haven't done that. Um, I think that's where, if if you've got a keeper who can do everything else well, your centre halves, you know, take command of that. We've never had a settled defence for I don't know how long, and that's probably one of the problems. I'd ultimately, I don't. I think I'd like to get somebody stronger in, but not before strengthening in other positions. So. Do I think his time's over? No, but... You're not necessarily unhappy with him being your number one for now. He doesn't worry me as much as as other areas of the pitch, put it that way. Great point. Uh, Keith, what's your kind of thoughts? Um, I'd just reiterate that I think the best thing about Craig Gordon is that he is a shot, a shot stopper, which we saw yesterday quite a few times as well. Last season he had quite a few mistakes, but he said that was predominantly down to the, the defence not being settled. Um, his distribution isn't the best with the ball at his feet. That's one thing I like He had a to... great ball yesterday for Griffiths when he hits it long, very quickly, very early. Griffiths does a great run in behind, and it's a terrible finish from Griffiths. But you know, the one that went right over everyone. Right so, over yeah, yeah. absolutely. Route one. I mean, Joe Kinnear's now on on Twitter. So <laughs> is that just after Tony Watts header? Or? Aye, we'll we'll come to that. We'll come to we'll, that. We'll come to that. We'll come to that. But um, not. I don't think it is an area that we need to prioritise. Although, by the looks of it, um, Roger seems to be trying to go for a spine. He's got a striker in. I'm not quite sure where he sees Sinclair playing, if he's going to see him playing wide, or maybe a wee bit paced through the middle. Well, I I'd want to catch a... We'll come to that. We'll, we'll come, come to talking that. about Craig Gordon. So, uh, <laughs> we've got Colo you Turi. Should be, you should be hosting so the show, mate. We've got Colo Turi came in, so I don't know whether if that is his other priority, getting another keeper in. Like you say, to challenge him, because even when Bailly was there, he didn't seem to be a threat to Gordon. He didn't look, he... I'll be honest, he didn't look very good. I he mean, looked he played crap. He looked, played two or three games and he, he looked like he loved he loved a sort of rash, run out of the box, rush of blood to your head sort of thing. Um, he doesn't look to me like he's going to take over. I think the whole point of bringing someone in, what Martin O'Neill always said, you know, um, there's no point bringing someone in to be a squad player. You bring someone in to challenge. So... If you can bring someone who's going to, you need to be. They need to be as good the quality as the person you're bringing in, or better. And therefore, Bailey is not going to challenge. Craig Neither Gordon. is Fasan though. They, no, well, they, that, they involved him every pre-match at Celtic Park last year in the warm-ups. Normally, you'd have just the goalkeeper and the substitute goalkeeper, but Fasan was involved as well. But you hardly ever seen him play any games. Even the the 
warm-up games that before the season started this year, I've not been terribly impressed with. Well, that, that's the other kind of point I'm, I'm going to bring in. And I know Kieran, you always talk about um, players like playing, and there's no a lot of people don't like sitting on the bench and stuff. I think I think Fasan's an interesting one because he's he's a young guy, um, but goalkeeping is the goalkeeper position very much like O'Connell. Which again, I've got a few comments about O'Connell. Um, it's a tough position because. As we said before, you make a mis- if you make a mistake as a young midfielder, McGregor makes a lot of mistakes. Armstrong makes mistakes; they're not necessarily punished for them. O'Connell makes a mistake, you know, it's putting someone through on goal. A goalkeeper makes a mistake. What would you do with Fasan, Sermani? He's Italian. Mm. What would you do with him? Because you're Italian as well, as Italian as the Domio adverts, but you know <laughs> the ones with the a Glaswegian, Glaswegian accent, accent yeah. put over the top. What would I do with him? Well, I, I can't really judge would his you, quality. I just mean, would you put him out on loan, or would you? Because the the fear I have is that we, you know, Gordon, we don't bring in a, another goalkeeper straight away. So I mean, we do have what three weeks, two weeks left of the two, yeah. three weeks left, maybe four or five games. Gordon gets a suspension, rush a blood to the head. No, no, exactly. You can't do anything with Fasan just now unless you get another keeper in. Yeah. So I just mean like if that if we get another keeper in, would you try and fire him out on loan? Well, if he's going to play, there's no point sending him out on loan somewhere if he's not going to play. Um, is he not a development keeper? Um, I, I believe I believe he is, but if we need them, if he needs to take the next step, he needs first team. Because if you bring somebody in and we look to get rid of Fasan, does that mean by he's going to be happy being third choice? You're not going to have to punt him as well, and you're going to still have to have a third keeper. Well, I think he's not going to be happy being. Down any third. Well, again, it's it's all about competition for places, but we also need to realise that maybe if at, um, Bailey or Bailey or Bay or whatever his name is, maybe he's just not good enough. Aye. He's crap. No, <laughs> I'm basing that on was it Dundee United they played against yeah, last yeah, season? That's right, yeah. And whoever I can't remember who hit the free kick, and he came at it with his his, his furthest away hand because it looked better. That's that's just Hollywood pish. Yeah. That's, that, I'm basing my entire judgement on that. And, that's, that's and his hair. Oh, listen, hey, Jesus. He, he no, not for a keeper. No, that's yep. what I'm saying. No, I'm, I agree with you. Not it's for, impractical. No, you need, to set your, you need to be able to set your watch by a goalkeeper. Look at Buffon's hair. Jesus Christ. Aye, practical and stylish. Yeah. Um, Toldo had a great sort of weird Buffon thing that wouldn't get in his, his way. Remember Buffon? Square. The square. The square. Well, had a fucking... Buffon had long hair. No, Toldo. I know, but Buffon had long hair. Yeah, he used to have his hairband round. Yeah, but to- uh, Buffon can do what he wants. It's Buffon. So, there you go. Exactly. Uh, but that's the thing about young keepers as well. Talking about Buffon, because it's great talking about Buffon. Isn't he's, it? He's you've the been, great, you've, you've he's, he's the greatest fascist ever. Oh, aye. <laughs> it's like young goalkeepers. He came through at a young age and made an impact. Goalkeepers very rarely do that. Donnarumma's doing it at Milan just now. It's yeah. not... It's not a exceptional talent, though. Like, yeah. like you know, Joe Hart did it as well. As much as sure that's care. yeah, but as much as people shit on Joe Hart, he's still a decent keeper. Um, no, he's not. What's the difference? What's the difference between Joe Hart and Craig Gordon, really? Head and shoulders advert. Well, one of them gets paid a lot more than the other, but is there much of a difference in terms of quality between Craig Gordon and Joe Hart? No, and I don't particularly rate Gordon. I just think Hart. For the level he's playing at, it's a terrible keeper. Hey, listen, fair enough. What I mean is, when he first burst through, he was good. So no, he wasn't. He was, but uh, and he was young. Um, what the the other goalkeeper they've got? Um, the the other English goalkeeper, um, who's injured just now. 
Butland, Butland, Butland. He's a, he's a good goal, goalkeeper as well. He had a jo- dodgy kind of start, not getting a lot of games, and then he ha- he's actually kind of developed into a good goalkeeper. But as we say, um, for San, it's a it's tough. It's a tough position. Then again, having said that, I also would have said our one of our most derided positions over the last decade or so has been left back, and it's been solved by a young nineteen year old who really looks. He's one of our best players. He's also a guy, and this is my fear when it comes to Tierney, he does so much. There's going to be a period this season where Tierney's going to have to be rested because they're asking a lot of him, especially in that Astana game. You could see him tracking, getting right up the pitch, getting right back. Now, people will see he's young and he's got an engine, and he does, but that's going after a while. That's going to really... He's going to need a rest. Um, but it'll be, the, it'll be the way he's going forward with Rodgers and his formation... If he plays a back three, and he's got his two wingers of Roberts and Sinclair, Tierney doesn't play. That's the, that's the one thing I'll say about Roberts. We've seen more than one formation, and a back three would solve that problem. You've also got Izagiri, who we know isn't going to be a first-team player, but certainly in the SPL, he could still come in and, f- and fill in. But the the, the point Kieran makes there is, is key. You know, We've got more than... If we've got our centre-halves fit, you know, we've got more than enough centre-halves who can play back three and it'll allow Tierney to get a rest yeah um, just we can kind of start talking about yesterday's game I listened to the I don't know did you watch the Brendan Rogers on Sky Sports when he went up to the studio when he had a chat I've seen it yeah yeah um, he talked about Sinclair um, he talked about mainly about you know how, how good a professional is and how he knows his systems and how he knows um you know, ta- he's ta- he's, he kept saying he's tactically intelligent. He's, he knows how to fit into different formations and he can develop and, you know, stuff. He also kept emphasising how good a striker he is. And when he had him at Manchester City, um, sorry, at Chelsea, that he's like, he, we brought him into Chelsea and, uh, you know, a great team, great youth team with like Bertrand and uh, the young boy, Mick. Thingy. Oh, I um, um and stuff like that. And he says Sinclair was a striker. Sinclair was a number nine, um, and they signed him from Bristol City. Um, and he says, but I looked at that first team that we had, and you know, Drogba. He's not dislodging lodging Drogba. He's not dislodging the strikers they had then at the time. So he's like, so I put him out wide, and that's how he developed his game. But he kept emphasising how good a striker he is. Which made and now, Kieran, you just said about if we play a three-five-two, for example, how Tierney won't play. Maybe Sinclair's not going to play as a winger. I mean, that goal came from him running right down the middle. You know, the way it breaks, his pace to keep up with Griffiths when he was a good five yards behind him. Actually, see if you want, I watched it again this afternoon. If you actually watch how quickly and how fast he is I didn't realise how quite how quickly he is the anyway, hardest defender could to keep up no not even close what, what, what? That, that's good as well with his, with I don't think I don't know how much his pre-season he's had with Villa so maybe he was only on 15-20 minutes I suppose he, so had, he had three hours sleep on Friday so still to have that kind of energy um, to kind of bust past the defence means that it could be alright that he's actually fit to maybe start games as of Wednesday I think he might play on Wednesday but we'll get to that has there ever been a a player that's scored before they had their press conference. That's uh, interesting. It's uh, not that interesting. Actually, I was going to. I said that, and then I thought, but, is that that interesting? But you know, do you know press conference and you're like, he's already scored? Yeah, it's great. Um, if only there was someone in this room who was at the press conference. <coughs> oh, hi. I tried to get in. 
they, they wouldn't let me. The best I could do was just pitch side as he's coming out the the tunnel, and so you failed. Did you I meet him? Did you meet him? I didn't get no. I didn't get a chance. So to you meet failed him. there. They Did held me back. Scott, Scott, Scott. Wait a minute, <laughs> Which I hope you were shouting at the time. Obviously. Of course. Did you not see the periscope this afternoon? I did see it. Yeah, from a live peri- uh, yeah, ninety minutes in each production. Still, still your, punting this yeah. failed social yeah, media from platform your, uh, from your personal account. <clears throat> so we'll have a wee word after the show, okay, Keith. Yes, sir. Uh, Kieran Harren, what did you think of the game yesterday? Uh, I thought it was actually quite a good game, quite entertaining. I thought first half. I feel that we did control the game. Uh, I think we restricted Hearts to very little chances. I think only the, the Tony Watt one, which was a sitter. Um, well, we controlled the game other than the sitter they missed. Um, I'm only joking. You're looking at me like... Oh, no, no I'm actually thinking that was the second half, actually, wasn't it? No, that was the first half. No, it was right, yeah. Well, I'm about to start. Um, but I, I felt, once again, when we lose a goal, we just there's this mentality in this team that just kind of... They start to panic. We've had it from last year, and I'm still keeping it this year. Something Rogers needs to get out. I, I, I feel that once when Hart scored, um, we kind of let them back into the game a bit more. Um, and the way it was looking, it was looking like we weren't going to get another goal, um, and we weren't creating enough chances afterwards. Um, but then obviously Griffiths um, got down the wing and put the cross in. Um, it, was it, was, great, it was a great break. I oh, mean, we scored from our corner, from their corner. And he took. I mean, when Griffiths, he actually managed to kind of fill the defender because he took a touch and then put it past him yeah. and then still kind of got onto it so just showed you the fitness that Griffith still has as well the big, the game. the big fear with that is um, we were talking at the start of the season about how why why would anyone play Griffiths as a winger it just doesn't work and then all of a sudden they're a great wing play but yeah sorry continue um, on the opposite wing from where he's normally put exactly yeah that's a good point as well but if it, well, it comes for a breakaway then you, you just kind of go anywhere nah I, I, I don't think it's just you know that you can um, imagine other thing as well, I noticed that um, now I'm, a big, I'm quite a fan, big fan of McGregor. The, the problem I feel now is his defensive qualities. Kieran, see, within, the first, we were in the pub in the first minute, um, the ball breaks and McGregor doesn't track back. And he, he's, got this, he's got this wee speech that he always has where he goes, See, that's the thing, a, a modern midfielder, he needs to track back. And if you look at it, that really annoys me every single time. And you're right. It does, it does. Because at one point, the Hearts player was in front of him. And he just kind of walked behind him. He didn't bust his gut to get in front, try and get in front of the Hearts player, or try to get round the side of him and push him out wide. He just kind of trundled behind him and said, oh, "I can't let the defence get him." And it's like when you've only got Brown as your kind of whole midfielder, and it's you and Armstrong are there to help back him up who? as well in midfield. You and who? Exactly. Right, exactly. Right. exactly. That wee ghost. It's floating about with the, the fair hair. Aye, fair hair. <laughs> Blonde. Anyway, go. Blonde. Aye. Um, but. Throughout the game, there's more times of that. But, I mean, offensively, he is, he is good going forward. He Do you think he's offering enough just now, though? Like, I, I'm going to bring I'm going to bring I, Chris in. With, with Johansson and Bitton not fit, I think, yes. I think, and even with Johansson coming back in, I think it would be Armstrong. It would be sacrificed because I think Armstrong's not doing enough to stay in that team anymore. Um, I'm a massive fan of Armstrong, um, as, as obviously we've made out and I've made out. But he needs to be dropped. I think he's not doing anything. What your what's your kind of take on our midfield just now, Chris? <clears throat> I think first of all, probably come to it a wee bit more. We need to give Brown praise for the Hearts and the Astana home performances. It's a different footballer. It's a different player. Absolutely. Um, we'll put that to one side just now. Um, McGregor and um, Armstrong aren't good enough 
even when McGregor was getting praise. Now, I remember when he first broke through under Tyler. I was the same. It was myself and you, yeah. Both of us said he was getting praise because one thing about McGregor is he can score. He's got the ability to score a goal, which often masks the involvement he has in the game. He used to fade out of games when he first came through and it resulted in him being dropped. Now he's been moved more central and people were praising him, you know, bringing the ball forward and stuff like that. The guy gives away the ball. Not even you're talking about him tracking back. That's missing. But the guy gives away the ball in really key positions quite a lot as well. Personally, I don't see him any, being anything more than a squad player. The idea that he can be one of our first choice central midfield players is ridiculous. Yeah. What about Armstrong? Well, it's, the guy's not showing anything. The guy's played one decent game for us against Inter. Oh, in the last game of last season when it totally mattered in that. No. But remember that goal. That was a good goal. Oh, it was a good goal. That's enough. That's all we need to do. The reason he scored it was there was no pressure on him. That, to me, seems to be the biggest problem with Armstrong. I don't think he can handle the pressure. Playing Uh, a club that needs to win every week. I think you're probably right, to be fair. Uh, Keith, what's your kind of thoughts on what we've just been talking about, which is with the midfield? Um, Yeah, I agree that uh, Cam McGregor does tend to lose the ball. It's his sideway passes. He kind of, I don't know if his vision's good enough to spot where the attacking players are, but he tends to lose the ball going that way. Driving forward, he's great. Um, he set know, up a I goal. Like, I, I'm sorry to jump in, but you, you, that's you and Kieran both said it. Now, I don't, I'm not seeing it. Now, I think I think he's technically a good player. I think he's got a great touch. I really do. Um, and a lot of people could have said that he should have got a penalty yesterday by driving into the box. That was something that was totally overlooked in highlights last night. It was yeah. going to up, yeah. Um, but I just don't know if he's doing it enough just now, this season, I, I just don't know, don't know if he's doing enough. Possibly not, but from key moments in the game, like yesterday, that, that helped set up the goal, we saw it at the end of last season as well, he does make things happen. When we were crying out for a bit more uh, speed in the middle of the park from Brit- uh, Biton and Brown, McGregor was there, he gets rid of the ball a lot quicker, he gets it, gets it moving a lot more quickly. Sometimes his passing is a bit slack, but he's got good energy in there. But he is a squad player, and that's not a, a bad thing for us to bring in one of our own homegrown players that's a that's a squad player that has the knack of creating things and sometimes scoring goals. Use them that way. They don't. Yeah, I mean, personally, I, I, as I said, mentioned before, <coughs> Armstrong needs to be dropped um, because. He's just he's doing nothing. I mean, we were watching that. Myself and I watched and Kieran watched the game with Dermot, my father, and genuinely, there was times when you completely forgot that Armstrong was even playing. And it's not like he'll come in and he'll try and kind of take drive forward a little bit, but when he loses the ball, he looks lost. He's maybe just not. Sometimes you know you said maybe he can't handle pressure. Sometimes I don't think he's he realizes the importance of the stuff he does. So when he fucks up for example, in key positions, or the pass doesn't come out. It almost doesn't affect him, because I, I don't think he... It's not that he doesn't care. He clearly cares. He's a professional footballer. I'm sure he wants, he's, I'm sure he does give his all, but, you know, you're not playing for, you know, Ross County, or you're not playing for Inverness. If you lose the ball, as, as you said, you need to track back, or you need to get into the right position for recovery, or you need to do something. He doesn't... It doesn't seem to be affecting him. And he does lose the ball quite easily. He doesn't have His the trickery. Is terrible. He's not getting the trickery to get past anyone. For somebody that's maybe playing attacking wide left or through the centre. 
he doesn't have that wee bit of skill to get past someone. He loves playing a one-two and trying to get some. Loves a one-two. Loves a one-two. One-two daft. Oh. If only Scott Allen was in that park, he'd, he'd be able to help him with the one-twos. But alas, he's about to Rotherham. Alas. Alas. Uh, I'm going to say a name, and I want one-word answers, and then I'll come back for opinions. Okay, I'm going to start with Harpoon, the freight train, Kieran. Um, James Forrest. Surprising. Redeemed. Surplus to requirements. <laughs> <laughs> That's three words, but it's a pleasure to uh, Kieran. Um, that, was, that was actually quite a relatively decent performance from Forrest for a change. Um, was driving at his defender and was actually getting past, I'm sure, sure he got past the defender two or three times, which... I've not seen Forrest do it for quite a while. The last time I've seen it was against the, the, that, the Imps at home. Yeah. The minute we kicked off, he kind of put the ball by the defender and got past him. And then that was it. Then every time the rest of the game, it was always kind of coming in, coming in, cutting in. But, um, coming in, coming I, in, coming in, coming in. Coming in, coming in. <laughs> I thought he was actually... Um, I thought he did well. I thought he was kind of putting himself forward and getting himself involved in the game. And, I mean, it was a lovely finish um, for the goal. So Excellent finish, I thought. I would be happy to, to kind of offer my contract for um, a month as a squad. If you can keep doing it, we'll give him a month-to-month contract. Sorry, Sorry um, But I, I mean, if he, if he can, if Rogers can start getting more of that out of him, then we might actually get to see the forest that we've always thought that could have been there. I know it's only I know it's only one game so far. Um, I think he started the season okay. I think again, you know, against Imps at the home, he started okay, and he's had some okay touches. Um, for, um, Rogers has said that he's been offered a contract. I think it's no surprise, but it also came when Sinclair had finally been put pen to paper. So you've now got Sinclair and Roberts who are going to be the wingers. So Forrest is going to have to challenge them, and he's not going to get past them. He's going to have to back them up. Now, Roberts is out for a couple of weeks, so that kind of works out for Forrest. Yeah, if Forrest um, can impress. But if Rogers wants to play a 3 5 2. He wants really two, two flying kind of wingers. Sometimes he wants kind of. He doesn't really want the defensive ones because he doesn't use Yanko very often. That if anything, Yanko comes on, he's on more as a back four, as the right back. Whereas Tierney, he will allow Tierney to be part of the the, the the kind of winger if it's a back three. Um, so there's there's that kind of back up there. Um, but I think just like because like I said, we've, we've already said there's other areas that I think Pony's covered even more for an actual starting position like midfield and the whole midfielder. Whereas we've got a couple of wingers that Forrest can then back up. Yeah. So um, Keith, you I, well, I'll, I'll make the point that Rogers in that sort of interview on Sky said that um, when they were training in Slovenia, that he had a kind of spe- meeting with uh, James Forrest, and James Forrest says he was happy with you know um, he was feeling he was buzzing because he, he was feeling fully fit. And he was getting on with it, but you know the squad, the atmosphere good, had good changed, harmony and everything was great. And and then Rogers alluded to the fact that he's been going to be offered a new contract under um, Peter's. I'll sort it out, kind of what he said. Uh, you used the word redeemed. How much of an arsehole are you? <laughs> I am. I am hurt and offended. You say such a thing. Nah, I'm um, I think he hadn't played well for a long time, and yesterday he roasted that left back. Um, a good two or three times. One I liked was uh, towards the end of the game. He made an absolute mess of his shot or cross. Yeah, but, but he nutmegs him. Nutmegs him. That was absolutely brilliant. And we hadn't seen any wee bits of skill like that, any wee bits of trickery from him. Usually it's just knock it past him and go for pace or drive diagonally in towards the goals. So that was totally... Do, do you think Rogers is getting something different out of him? Yeah. I th- what Rogers said in the interview as well 
was that just now he's concentrating on changing the team's mentality and to get a lot more win- more winning mentality. Character, character. It was great, and character. it's something that we're seeing. You can be saying that um, the formation was a three-five-two. I'm sure we started before at the back. I can't remember how the rest were all lined up, but towards the end of the game, um, when it was one-one and it was looking quite tired. He changed it two or three at the back. Yeah, young Kieran went in as a centre half. Uh huh. And he talked about uh, taking the responsibility. The players took the responsibility on really, really well. That was great to see that he's actually challenging them. It's not something that happened last season. No. He also said um, that they brought in. A, um, he says we changed the, the the players. We went for it, and the players took that responsibility of actually having to win the game. Mm-hmm. We, and he mentioned everybody, like uh, young Kieran went into the centre-half position, and then he says, and we brought a number 10 on. He didn't say Rogic. Now, I'm probably looking way too much into that. But instead of going, we brought um, Tom Rogic on to try and think, he just went, we brought a number 10 on. Uh, then we put Sinclair here, and we did this with Rock Foster. Probably looking too much into it, but I think he hates. In fact, I can confirm. He hates Tom Rogic. Chris, Forrest, what was your word? Surplus to requirements. Yeah, my one word answer. Yeah. Um... I think people are getting caught up um, in the, the changes that Rodgers is bringing to the team. Are um, we going over the top? Yeah. yeah. I, I, mean, think, what, what, I think so too. So you're talking, well basically what so far what we've got from Forrest this season was a good performance yesterday. Don't get me wrong, the great, the finish was absolutely brilliant. He had some nice touches. It was his best performance in a long, long time. Red Imps at home? I don't even think he was that good that day. So we're talking one Good performance and I don't know how long. Same with Brown. Now, he looked really good and I think he's going to be a mainstay under Rodgers anyway. But the notion that he can be the the guy that makes the side tick, you know, the, the main man in midfield on his own, I, I don't buy that. I want to see these guys do it consistently over a set period before I'm going to say, let's give him a new contract. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, what I would say is, uh, talking to Dermot Coyle, uh, he's started this podcast with him. He he said to me, he's like, this happens every year. Yeah, uh, it's uh, James Forrest will play really well in preseason. He'll start the game really, really start the season really well, um, and then he'll either get injured and return in the new year and not kick his arse because he doesn't look like he cares, or just before he needs to sign a new contract, he'll play really, really well, sign the contract, and then fade into obscurity. But these guys, I, I honestly think, as you say, until we have, so, until they play consistently, they're just going to fucking gazumpas again. And the thing about Forrest is, as well, is when he first came through, he looked really exciting. I remember him scoring a great goal. Um, he's left foot for the edge of the box against Hearts, and, and there was one point where he was just really, really exciting. And then he, 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 it kind of tailed off. He didn't develop the way he thought he was going to be. But for seasons after that, seasons, we basically made excuses for him. This isn't a, we've not came to this position before, not just as Celtic fans in general, haven't come to this position on Forrest quickly. Because when we saw the talent when he came through, we, we made excuses. Oh, he's injury prone, it'll take him time to get back in. But ultimately, it may be that injuries have caused him to stifle his development, but he's not done it. And he, he's regularly turned in very, very bad performances. And as pleased as I was yesterday to see that, it's not convinced me that he's he's got a long term future at the club. Yeah, I, I agree with you. We all we all we want every Celtic player 
to be successful. Of course. Of course we do. Now, when we criticise someone, we're not doing it with any sort of agenda. We're just highlighting what we see as people maybe not pulling their weight or people not good enough, <coughs> which I'm sure we'll come to. I mean, you've got it, Chris, you've got it into your head that, for example, Stuart Armstrong's nowhere near good enough for Celtic. Yeah. So... We're we're not we're not highlighting. There's no agenda. Is my point. So um, what? But what? Well, go again. I'd love to look like an arsehole with that one. I mean, it's not yeah. like I'm sitting here. We we do this podcast to, to prove that we know a lot about football. Because clearly we don't. We're winging it. We've been winging it for years. Yeah. But if Stuart Armstrong started turned into a 15 goal uh, a season midfielder and driving on from the, you know the centre of the park, you know, good. I'd, that'd be brilliant. But at the same time, up till now, he's not shown anything that he's going to do that. So you would say, I'm delighted to prove that he's. I'm delighted to be proven wrong and that he's a good player. However, he was shit. Yeah, and that's that. That leads me into the kind of we we should talk about Scott Brown because we have we've we've said he's not good enough. Um, I still kind of stick by that, but his performances have been good. So hats off because his performances really have. That game yesterday, I thought it was good. However, he could have get sent off. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I again at, straight after getting booked to stupid wee fouls. If he's if he's why I just don't know why he doesn't mature. I know he gets caught up in passion and you talk about excuses again, Bruni, blah blah blah. But just use your fucking head, man. Um, Brown, you've been impressed, can he? Um, yeah, he's he kept play flowing uh, in the Astana game. And the Hearts game. That's basically in your your midfield when we're a wee bit dominant like that. You're looking for him to break up things. You're looking for him to get a few tackles in and just keep the play going. Let the more creative players take the the on. Yeah. yeah, and he did that. That's all we really need for him. We don't need the hard man attitude. Try to steer out people. We don't need. It was stupid up. yesterday. Yeah, it could I'm trying to think of the last time he's been sent off though. But it does. Do silly. Uh, Pedodri Aberdeen last year. We won two. Did we win two one or did we lose two one? I can't remember. Or the one year after. I'm sure the last time we got sent off was at Pedodri. Oh, no, no. Was that the one Virgil scored? I Virgil right scored in the last minute, yeah. Was last that the last time he was sent off? I'm not saying it wasn't. Well, we'll check on that, right? Last year was uh, the one I remember from Pedodri was the move that he started uh, in the box and then he finished right on the goal line. Bursting forward to, to score was that last year? That may have been the year before as well because last year it's we all lost. A blur. Yeah, it's all a blur. Um, Kieran um, Brown, just your thoughts? Yeah, I mean he has he has certainly um, improved uh, in his kind of performances in the last two. It's not it's no no coincidence that it's happened where around the whole Rogers has kind of kind of laid down what he wants Brown to be, and he's people do kind of compare him to the Stephen Gerrard, but I think it's more the actual position Gerard played and not how Gerard played. Um what I think it will be quite interesting actually is the way Rogers plays, it, he's only playing with one one kind of defensive midfielder because he's got the kind of it's been Brown and it's been Armstrong and McGregor. And both Armstrong and McGregor are expected to move around the pitch. Now with Bitton's fit, I don't think Bitton can do that role as much because I don't think he's got the pace or he's he's willing to move the ball around that quickly. He likes to slow the play around and try and dictate which is where Brown is just now. So it's, it's almost looking as if it's going to be Brown or Bitton. However, I, I actually think Bitton's getting sold. I, I think it's I think it's getting kind of set up that he's the one that's going to kind of moved on and Johansson will get kept. So it'll be like your Brown and then it'll be Johansson and another, whether it be McGregor or whether it be Armstrong. Yeah. Uh, a mixture of those two. 
Um, so it will be, it will be quite interesting to see um, Wembaton's fit where he actually. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we can talk about Johansson in a bit when we come to the, the talking about Astana, but I've got three words for you, um, Chris Armani. Michael, Michel, right? Lustig. And the third one I'm going to use is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? He's... Phenomenal. <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's... No, it, he's going to play a massive part for... For, I'm, all, I'm obviously Rogers, overstating. But. Because he's... I mean, Lustig says he's injury problems, you know, and it looks as if his days of, of being like, rampaging M- fullback, fullback yeah. is, isn't, are coming to an end. But he's clever enough and an intelligent enough footballer that he could still play right back to an extent, but he's able to move in to the middle. And the way Rogers isn't playing a set flat back four like Dyla did or like a lot of managers did... When he changes it around, Lustig has got that cool head, which makes me think he could play a really important part. Um, his, his distribution's been great, though. I mean, see against Astana, yeah. he, he put the ball to Griffiths on his toe yep. three or four times. Yep. Griffiths didn't take advantage, which is something we can we can talk to about as well. But, you know, I, I obviously joke, but Lustig has been very good this season. But he's also, yeah. from what I can see over the preseason, he's not played right back in any, in any of the games. We've not, we've all, the majority of the time we've been playing a back three. And whenever there's been a back four, he's been he's been part of the two in the middle. And Yanko's played right back, so yeah. Lustig has not. I don't think I've barely seen a game where I can think of him overlapping the winger. He's not played right once. back, but he's not went forward. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I don't think it is a, as a right back. I think it's been a back three the majority of the time. Like yesterday was a back three. When you look so at you it, you have this argument all season long. <laughs> <laughs> we are, but you should see our WhatsApp, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, Lustig barely got forward. Um, and it was Tierney that was the one that was doing all the kind of running up and down and obviously with Forrest over there it was in the right and Armstrong was in the middle so it was in a way of position the Connell, Toury right slapped by in the middle and then Lustig was beside, beside him so I think Lustig will be seen as a as a centre half going forward and I think it's a, it's going to be him, Yozo and Eric I think will be playing as a back three First and foremost he's a DJ um, very talented one from what I'd like to believe secondly he's an artist and thirdly whatever he's a footballer I just want to go over some of the stats um, we had um, 52% possession which is great at Tynecastle. Um 11 shots 5 of them on target um, 6 corners which we didn't really do much with uh, so I mean I, I'll just give you my two cents on the actual performance um, started really well um, thought um, Forrest was really good for the first 35 minutes thought he drifted off in the second half don't really think he did much um, Sinclair pace is how I would describe him which really excited me I thought you know I didn't. Re- I really didn't realise he was that quick so that's great um, Griffiths had another one of those days and they're starting to got an assist mm. no no I'm not yeah he did um, but he's starting to you know rack up those days where it's not going too well but we'll get to that because we can talk about the standing game I think we've got a couple of questions as well um, Lustig Mike Lustig was phenomenal um, <laughs> I joke but not really um, Kolo Turi um, a lot of people what, say what did you call Kolo Turi no you didn't I said I called him Kolo or Kalo Kalo I don't know, I don't know what I called him <laughs> um, Turi um, most people were very impressed with his performance a lot of people saying best player in the park uh, I thought he did well. I thought he did well. Again, I think th- th- there seems to be a 
you know, we played better at Tynecastle last season and got two each draw with losing two wonder goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's put this in context. It's Rogers' first competitive game in the SPFL um, in the Scottish Premiership um, to get a, to get a draw, and uh, that was Tinder. Thank you. Um, to get a draw, <laughs> uh, congratulations! You have a new match. Um, to, to get a draw, I'm um, sorry. To get a victory um, at Tynecastle in your first game of the season is great. However, I think people are looking way too much into it. Yeah. No, there was positives to take from the game. I thought um, Colo Turi and O'Connell at the back were solid enough. I thought they were solid enough for... O'Connell's distribution is fucking awful. Aye, it's not Man, it's although, awful. Although he seems to... I don't know if he like, just dilly-dallies in the ball a wee bit much or if that's what he's been taught from the, the, the youth teams coming forward, if they should take that bit of time and look for people to pass to. Um, also liked that I'm not a big fan of Griffiths, even though he scored those 40,000 uh, 40, 40, 40, <laughs> 40, goals Jesus. last season. But um, it's, he seemed to be developing a partnership with Dembele up front. There was a couple of flick-ons that the two of them were going for. However, I found in a comment yesterday that I found that we weren't, they two weren't capitalising on the second balls. Yeah. They were winning the headers, mm-hmm. but then the next person when it wasn't taking advantage of trying to get the Mostly ball. Mostly that would be Griffiths then. <clears throat> yeah. Griffiths won a couple of headers. Griffiths did win a couple of To be fair, what I would say is um, partnerships take time, especially striking partnerships. Um, Roger said that as well, though. He's not that bothered about how the team overall is playing just now. It is that mentality first, the the slickness of the pass and all that. That will come when he can get them on the training ground and start getting his ideas across. Maybe getting a few more experienced players in, more better standard of player. That's what he's, he's hoping for before he starts doing that. If we can get past the Chris, Chris, you were going to comment. What, what was your comment going to be? <laughs> Negative. No, what did you say? I said about how maybe we're going. Everyone's going a little bit overboard. Yes. Yes. It's, 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 Chris, it's down to us to calm yes. everybody down. Just <laughs> relax. Take no, it easy. What Roger said stands. You know, it's about the mentality just now, and I'm going to say it, gal. I'm going to say it. Don't. I'm going to say it. Don't. Don't. I'm going to say it. And it'll be backed up. Don't. By the administrator. Don't. We wouldn't have won that game nah. this season. <laughs> no. But the administrator's facts speak for themselves. Yeah. Seven post-75 minute goals in 117 matches for Dyla. Then he's tried to make an excuse saying, I oh, maybe didn't need them. <laughs> Aye. Very good. <laughs> One of the reasons why Dyla still isn't the manager is because in a lot of the key crunch games when we were chasing goals like that, we didn't look like we were going to get them. We'll put that to the side. Yeah. Yesterday, in a game... What are you doing? That's just rude. The administrator has uh, WhatsApped a a question on. Okay, that's getting ignored. Dang it. What about that? The mentality yesterday was, we didn't play very well, especially in the second half. I thought we were really poor in the second half. There was large periods of that a second half where we looked poor however we never looked like we were giving up we always looked like we could score and we did sheer will from Griffiths coming down the left playing a great ball into Sinclair I mean that on a plate man it looked it, it, exactly it looked like the 
the, the Celtic desire that we were famous for that we did under O'Neill, we did in the centenary season, we did Stratton, under Strachan. Specifically. That was back, and that's important because it keeps the fans on side. I mean, you can look back and go, we didn't play great for, for long periods of that game, but I think at the very least we want to see a team that's willing to go to the very end, and that's been missing for a couple of years. But if you're looking back and analysing that, there was large periods of that game whereby... Our shape wasn't particularly good, and you know, Hearts had a lot of the you know the ball in the second half. But that will to win looks as if it's back. Another thing as well, I think the difference between Rogers and uh, Dyer last year is Rogers' is substitutions are actually paying off for him. He seems to be bringing them on at the right time, yeah. and they actually do seem to be having an impact in the game. Because there we had Sinclair today, yeah, yesterday scoring a goal with Dembele and Wednesday came on, managed to get the penalty and finished yeah. that. Yeah, so. That's something Dyer didn't do. It was just he brought on the subs, but they just kind of got caught up in the way the team were playing. They yeah. didn't manage can to I, change things. I, I agree with you. You're 100 percent right. But you also need to remember that Dyer didn't have Dembele and the thingy coming on. Do you know what I mean? That's one thing. He didn't have the quality of Dembele or Sinclair. And I'm not making Dyer excuses because it's a new jot dawn. It's a new era, and I do agree with that. But so let play that. Let. But you, you're right. But I, it's also as well. He changed the formation through the game. Yeah, Dyla never did that. It was just that was the formation that staying at. I'll change the personnel. Whereas Rogers went from a back three to a back four, got the goal, and then went back to the back three again. Yeah, as well. So it was kind of it was good to see that, that it means the players can actually adapt to for different formations during a game, so they're able to switch their mind from playing one position to playing another way. Yeah, I wish we, that we had videoed this because Kieran's gesticulation of uh, players remembering with his hands and all that's phenomenal. Quality, it's really good. Um, I uh, great point, Kieran, in terms of the subs. Great point with you, Chris, in terms of getting the mentality um, up there. I think if you remember when O'Neill first took over, there was some really slog fests at the beginning. I remember Dunfermline. Um, we won two one in Dunfermline with a fantastic Larson goal. Um, in the last couple of minutes and it, it was the same Any man, and this is what as football fans we all need to get out of our head that someone's going to come in with a magic wand and t- change everything it doesn't work like that always going to be a slow process but he's changing the key things at the right points and at the right times and yeah Keith you got something no I was just going to say the goals yesterday were remarkably similar to Martin O'Neill's first game against Dundee United how's, that, how's, how's that relevant? The goals were there quite we similar. You had the uh, forest curling it in with his left, like Larson did. And uh, so, uh, fired yeah. in from the left uh, you, for so the winner. Build those players right. Well, how is that relevant? It's what? relevant because how? it's just showing there's a, the the impetus, the strength of character that's coming. Point, I think the point that Keith here is making is that will to win and desire. I'm from you the day was, was oh, 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 Martin O'Neill had that. Rogers has it in bucket loads. See in future, can you just write? Thank you, my representative. Can, can you just write? I'm going to defer all to of, from there of your all of your comments down. And I'm only joking. It, it was it is it is amazing. Like in terms of those two goals, when you see them kind of lined up, how how much they did uh, kind of come come together. Um, firstly, game out of the way. We're happy with it. Looking at the rest of what happened, Aberdeen dropped points, which was great. They mm-hmm. drew with St Johnston. There's a love that cheeky wee smile. Um, Rangers, um, newly promoted club, uh, blah, 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 all that stuff. But let's be honest, as I said last week, they probably will be there or thereabouts in terms of the top five. Uh, they dropped points, which um, we're not going to fully talk about Rangers, but what did you think of the performance? Did you watch it? Didn't see it, from what I heard. Um, the, what's his name? Nico Cranchar was poor. Poor. As, I say, as you say, we'll, you know, we we'll, they're now in the top flight. 
we can mention them. Yeah, we can we can because they're, they're a team in the league. Who? Um, Joey Barton was even much better. He was shy. I don't know who's. Why is he getting labelled as the best player in Scotland? Who's labelled them that? I don't know. Joey Barton. Probably my work a few teams. Probably two times. Uh, uh, Rangers fans, you're talking to you. Because no, no one, oh. no other fan is going to say he's the best. Because he's not. Like, he, he's not. One thing I noticed as well, they are, they are very slow, and it showed in their changes because they took off a uh, Crankyard and Miller, and they, and they replaced Forrester. them with Forrester and White um, Rossiter. No, St Johnson boy. Oh, um, the striker. Um, oh, Halloran. Oh, yeah. And straight away you could see the difference. That Forrester boy looks quite good. And their pace here, and they were kind of driving at Where, did they, get, where did they get him from? Forrester. Forrester. Was, that another, was that another boy from Spurs on one? I, I don't know. I don't know much about him. But um, yeah, he looked good. He looked a good player. Um, I mean, his, his what pass was for Waghorn's goal, and even that, we all know how shite Waghorn is. He did well. He took it well. It was, it was kind of first time. He's jobbies. He's, <laughs> he's jobbies. What was uh, Govan's brother like? Who? What? Govan Hill. Govan Hill. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's not even a joke, man. I know. Um, but, well, well, he literally gave the ball away. I, I seen him give the ball away, not make a five-yard pass about four times in the game. He literally gave pass to someone who was less than ten yards away from him while trying to make a forward pass. The guy's over the hill. Um, oh, but the, the, the overall point is, you know, we're signing Turi and they're signing Clint Hill. And they think they can compete. Suck it. Suck they're, bring, they're bringing in so much kind of like older players because they think they'll go bring in the experience and that will help the youngsters. And that's that's fine and well. But when you're putting them in your team and they're too slow, and you can't get at teams quickly than you can. And you've got people like O'Halloran who, for me, clearly should be in the starting lineup at all times. Yeah. For them, because he was a, a talented player for St. Johnston. He went to Rangers last year and kind of slightly got lost because I don't think he, play, he didn't play as a lot of games as I thought he would have. I thought he'd be like a first first team pick. Yeah, so, I mean him in there directly with the wing and in, in the wings with his kind of pace, it's, it's a no brainer that he should be starting from. You look at it after weekend one, right? Now, my opinion is that Rangers, Hearts, and Aberdeen are all much of a muchness. I don't think there's much difference between the three of them. Well, I'm, I'm making an assumption about Rangers here because we don't really know. End of the first week, we get three points. One one zero. Do you know what I mean? We've already moved ahead of them, so positive. Um, so I'm a, sorry, we're eating. Um, what are we eating? Oreos, Oreos and they're Oreos delicious. And strawberry cheesecake. If anyone, for, if any representative of, of Oreos wants to send us some, there were fifty pence in Asda. Don't Absolutely. Do you know Asda? There's a terrific store with some excellent uh, deals and prices. Um, Ross County actually, Ross County get beat three one by Dundee. Um, they've signed that boy from uh, Dunfermline I think he's a really good player um, from what I guess, we are, I think Ross County have had a poor pre-season and a poor start to the season they, in the cup as well they're out of the cup in the group stages and they are the champions do you not think they should have got a bye to the fucking knockouts should they how are they not seeded as champions it's pathetic uh, I think it's because the champions don't get seeded so they don't that's right no I, you know suck it yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Thistle will beat uh, Inverness 2-0. Um, thoughts on Inverness? How do you think they're going to do this season? We've not really done a sort of pre-seed. They've, they've obviously got Richie Foran as the manager. John Hughes is um, is no longer there. Seventh. Seventh? Seventh. What about Partick Thistle? Eighth. <laughs> You're just going to go up, one up, one down. Um, K- 
Kelly get beat by Motherwell? Good. 12th. Who? Kelly? Yes. Motherwell? 11th. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, good. Um, Celtic played Astana. First. <laughs> yeah, first. There you go. Astana? Who cares? Celtic played Astana. We have now been drawn um, against Hapoel... Beer Shiva. Um, Israeli team it'll be interesting we'll come to that in a minute what did you think of the Astana game Chris? Uh, I thought we made it hard on ourselves um, the way that the control the possession we had in the first half the the way they, they actually came across it very poor if I'm being perfectly honest I thought they were terrible um, we dictated the game yet again didn't create a huge amount of chances those that we did we didn't take similar to last season I would say um, then in the second half, they didn't. I wouldn't even say they get much of an impetus. Basically, what happened is, is they came forward a bit more, and our defence resulted to panic stations. And I thought they were coming on to us. We had Gordon missing the the ball for the goal that was chopped offside. That's right. Yeah. Um, I thought that was just summed up the calamitous defending that we can we can uh, we, we we can be responsible for at times. Um, the goal, we've touched on Gordon's performance for it. Got to say it was a fantastic finish. But when that ball went under the net, it was like, do you know, why are we in this position? Because the way that we dominated the, the, the game in the first half, you're thinking we should have a couple by now and they should have been totally out of it. They are one of the poorest teams um, I've seen at this level um, come to Parkhead. I thought they were absolutely atrocious. I really did. But, um, I mean, th- th- it just shows you at this level... You can but, be punished. Yeah, well, it can. And, it, th- th- and the differences in level, because they were a Champions League team last season and, and they weren't embarrassed either. I mean, they don't, don't get me wrong, they never really made, made a, a huge undefeated fist at, of it. Undefeated at home. Yeah, but, they, you know, they, they, they scored a, a number of goals and stuff like that. But over the piece, over the two legs... Um, you're, you're thinking, you know, we deserve to go through, but we didn't half make it hard on ourselves. Made it high, totally. Uh, I know you're not a fan, so I'm going to bring it to you. Um, Griffiths. He's overall played in the games, or? The chances he missed. Ah, he's quite wasteful, again. Um, and it seems to be a, a bit of a, a trend from him. Saying that, he tends to score important goals. He scored the, the goal away from home. Yeah. That helped put us through. Um he scored the penalty on Wednesday as well. I, we didn't seem to create much from open play. We didn't look as if we were able to cut teams apart and be able to create something, which was a wee bit worrying. However, we, we did manage to force through those two penalties. We're very workmanlike without Patrick Roberts. Yes, yeah, like it was every, everyone, everyone's you know good in possession. Everyone, you know, you know they've got technique and all that, but very workmanlike, and that that is as you say, that's quite one. I was going to say we're not quite that way, but we're almost getting to the fact we're relying on one guy, oh, no, and it's Patrick Roberts, yeah. and it's without him there, there just seems to be a bit of a kind of a loss of what to do. Like I mean, every every team's going to have that player that they go to. Um, you know, Juventus are probably going to struggle a bit when Pogba goes. Um, if you look at um, Christensen, Eric Christensen at, um, at Spurs, you know there'll be there'll be number tens that and creative players that when they're not in the team, you maybe won't create as much. But mm, we just didn't seem to really create anything. Yeah, and that was the big worry. It wasn't like there was one or two. Um, 
outside outside of the one or two chances we had, which a lot of them were kind of. Although actually, having said that, the big chance Johansson came on um, came on for Roberts. Was it Roberts or Johansson came on anyway? Threads a perfect through ball, yes, through was, ball was, to yeah. to Griffiths, and Griffiths doesn't take the opportunity. Now that was at the start of the second half. If that ball goes in. We're probably not going to be talking about that game as much as we are now because I think we would have went on. I think we would have maybe scored a couple more goals. They were showing nothing up front, even when they even when they scored. It's not like they were pressing us particularly hard. They were they were looking for penalties. I think they had to score as well. Yeah, when exactly. They came in. But they set up for a quite a defensive formation. It was hard. I was watching it in a hotel room in Barcelona, so the Wi-Fi kept cutting out and I had to refresh so didn't see it all but I saw the important bits which yeah. was, was great um, it seems like a great atmosphere um, you'd made a good point Gal. oh hello hi, yeah. hi there um, in saying that the next two games that we've got we've got Parkhead first where if we can get hopefully get the, the job done even if we don't Clean concede sheet. a goal yes if we don't concede a goal and we can go over there I reckon we've got a good enough squad that we can score anywhere if, like what happened last week where um, they scored, the atmosphere on the ground seemed to just totally change. Aye. Aye, it dissipated. You were at the game, Kieran, weren't you? Certainly was. Um, oh, hello. Sitting in the way end. Yeah, how, just about, um, As Keith said, uh, how did the fact, because, and this is another interesting point, Brendan Rogers made that, you know, the crowd were great and it was fantastic, but they need to learn to be patient and need to. Almost kind of scold in the crowd, but done in a quite quite intelligent way. Um, the crowd were getting checked and didn't even know it. Um, what did, what did how did the fans react like at the game? Because I know how I reacted. And as soon as that goal went in, I thought I genuinely thought we I couldn't take I couldn't take extra time. They had a big chance at the end when the ball comes across and the guy the guys at the back post and he just somehow doesn't even totally scalps it. Um, I was had my doubts. What did you think? How, I, did, how did it react in the stadium? I mean, uh, uh, as the goal went in, obviously it was it was kind of anger because it was an error on our part. It wasn't. I mean, it was a quality finish, but it wasn't a well worked goal by the team. It was just us making a mistake. So there was that kind of anger of that. But I mean, I mean, fair, I mean. The fact that they've now got the standing section and the Green Brigade seems to have got a slight bit bigger. They're doing really well. I mean, they're singing from start to finish and they're kind of really building the atmosphere a bit more. So it wasn't, it didn't get quite as low. It wasn't kind of silence and kind of like, you could see kind of anger and you could feel frustration coming out. Um, but the problem was, once again, in that last 10 minutes, that's, for me anyway, it, that was the nervous part. I was like, it's because it's a fear of, they score, we're fucked. We're, we're going to require two goals. So was, we are fucked. That, that that's what it was. I was, I was fearing it, and then when you see it when it gets to the eighty fifth and going forward, it just it was getting worse. The fucking the nerves in my stomach was a case of which we won't have. We want, we want to yeah. score. We want to score. We need to score. We don't need to score enough for us to go through. But it's that it was that fear of the fact of a goal for them could happen, and we know we can self destruct at times. Yeah. Um, and there was a kind of worry that that could have happened. Um, were you going to say something? No, we're just taking a deep intake of breath. Um, and that's something that we won't have um, in the next round because we'll be away. So that that's what I always like the idea of. Um, if we can keep a clean sheet at home, um, get to the away leg, and then on the night you just you decide your fate on the night because if obviously you if we didn't control, we can play a different game. Um, what did you think of Dembele? Um, 
winning the penalty and then taking it. Massive. For, I mean, I think we'd probably all agree. Most people would agree. So far, he's not particularly. Actually, what, well, you've not you've not been on, on a couple of weeks. What you, what's your thoughts on him? I I think it's too early to judge. I liked some of the stuff he's done. Um, I think he was built up very highly before he came in terms of Zidane saying he's going to be you know the next big thing and all that, and he hasn't impressed in that manner. But he's nineteen. He's coming to a new country. Um, and you know he's been thrown into a team that's in transition. The way he took that goal though really, really impressed me. Not even the penalty, which was ice cool. It was the way that he won it. You know, putting the ball through his legs, driving across the box. You knew the the way he was driving at pace. He was either going to get inside and take the shot, or the guy was going to have to bring him down and give the penalty. And it, it was a clear penalty, and the way he took it was just ice cool. It wasn't. It was like. Griffiths had just scored one. When Griffiths was taking that penalty, I was like... Oh, I missed a lot last season. He's missed more than a few for us. To be fair, it was a fantastic penalty. Great penalty. When he took it, you had no idea how um, what he's like at them, really. The short run-up didn't inspire me with confidence, but he just knocked it to the side. Dispatched it with uh, aplomb. Aplomb. Absolute aplomb. That, to me, showed real character, which I think... We've, we've talked about Rogers building, um, and it, it showed me that the, the guy's got something. Do you know, um, it's too early to tell if he's going to be a success here. It's far too early to write him off, which I've seen some people say. <laughs> people actually are. No, they have. I mean, the amount of people that have said to me that that Dembele's shite, it's it's actually quite embarrassing. Yeah. For, for a teenager, basically, um, he is nineteen, isn't he? And he's just literally turned twenty, I think, 20. this week. Right. Or last week. So he's a young, young guy. Um, can you imagine a twenty-year-old, a, a Scottish twenty-year-old, like coming into the team and doing or having the career he's already had? Yeah. At turning twenty. Yeah. You know, it it it's there's a lot there's a lot going for him there. I'd like to see more from him. Of course, we would, and he need to if he wants to keep playing. But you know, there's there's potential there. Um, over the two games, um, O'Connell. Uh, again, I think uh, I think he's a decent player. I think he um, had a decent game against Astana. Couple of couple of errors, couple of unforced errors. Um, his distribution against Hearts just wasn't good enough, frankly. Um, I think it's it's very easy to be overly critical. So I'm not going to be overly critical, but at the same time, people are talking about him like he should be in the team every week. I'm um, I'm at the position where I've not formed an opinion on him, so. I'm going to leave it to you guys. I, I, I don't know about Akon, um, if I'm being honest. As I said last week, um, he's strong in the air. He can win a ball. That's great. Um, but his distribution yesterday at times was fucking atrocious, frankly. Um, I didn't feel comfortable when he was on the ball against Astana. Uh, but again, as I say, it's but tough. Astana worked out better for him because the strikers actually didn't... They stood again, off. Again, he didn't pressure. Exactly. So exactly. he was okay with the ball at his feet. Whereas yesterday, um, when there was a little bit of pressure, he gave the ball... I, like four or five times. Yeah, but there was sometimes there was that one one time in the second half where he did well, he had the ball at his feet, the player was coming towards him, didn't panic too much, got past him and then straight pass. So some there's sometimes where they could do the good part of getting away from the striker, but the simple pass would have been should have been better. Yeah. Um well, that's going to come with more experience, I think. Aye. But again, we're, we're in a situation where he's not going to get experience here. Maybe we should put him on loan. Um, I think he will, because if you, 
if we, from what we've seen, he seems to play a back three an awful lot. So we're still to, we're still to see Yozo. We're, oh, no, we're very much opinionated on the line of his fitness has got to be brought into question just now because he's missed yeah. a lot. So you're, you've really only got Lustig, uh, Toure, Eric. Aye, so we've got the three. Jozo's the fourth. O'Connor will be the fifth. Aye. And I think you can have that. Yeah. He's not going to be a first team regular, but he would be a good squad player. I, I just Which I, would mean that we'd be able to move on Boyata, that we could. Yeah. Keep forgetting about him. Keep he's there. Him. If he's still there as well. Boyata is apparently going to be in the squad for Saturday for the friendly against Inter Milan. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, th- this is no slight to the guy. Both teams to score. <laughs> no, it's no no slight to O'Connell. I, I want him to do well, and I am willing to give him time. I'm. I just I don't. I just I'm I'm comfortable when he's on the ball. I, I just feel like he's a time bomb waiting to happen, and he's not being pressed away. I, I thought, as I say yesterday, I thought he did he did well. I just I just don't want him in a situation where we're relying on a twenty year old with inexperience who can't pass. But then you, it's that simple. He has actually been out. He's been out on loan twice. He was down. He's not played a lot of games. He's not played a lot of games. He was a red, so he was out and didn't play a lot of games. So he has the experience of having another uh, another club. Um, yeah, listen, I'm, I'm I'm not writing him off, but I I don't want to go into the Champions League with him as a centre half. That, no, it's that no. simple. So I'm talking about the game on Wednesday. <laughs> it will. Well, it will be. Defensive. Uh, a week on Wednesday. Do you have to be an arse all the time? Yeah, right? I do. I do. Aye. I'm in dickhead you, mode. You, you, no, but you you regretted that there, didn't you? No. Um, okay, fair enough. But yeah, so O'Connell. No. What do you mean you don't have an opinion of him? Because I don't. I can't make my mind up on the guy. Um, it's like. At times I look at him and I think, you're, you're pretty cool, you're pretty composed. He's um, not the Fonz. <laughs> hey! <laughs> no, I know. The Fonz wasn't cool or composed either. No, he was. Fonz was a dick. He jumped over a shark. A shark, yes. <laughs> so, that's good enough for I me. I mean, honestly, right, see if the, put it this way, see if there'd have been any real-life situation where that fanny had walked in through the door. Hey, get the fuck, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's not use the Fonz as a barometer for okay. coolness. No, Econo, I, I, I don't know. He's just, as you say, he looks okay. And at times I've thought, you know, he's looked, he's looked really steady, looked apart. Other times I've thought, you know, you're too slow. You're. He looks like he could do an Effie. That's I just. He reminds me of a young Effie Ambrose. He did, yeah. and there's no reason to necessarily think that, but there's something about him that I just, I think, gonna self-destruct. I can't. I, 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 I don't have that opinion on the guy. I just can't. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. If can't. But that's the point, though. That there is something. That's why I said I know yeah, But there is something you you kind of feel there's something underlying there that's gonna. Possibly... I don't know if he's going to have explosive FA moments. It just looks as if he might not be that good. Aye, that's it. But he's still quite young. He's is it because he's been brought through the youth ranks that it's, just, it's, 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 honestly, it's honestly just his performances the last two games against. I, he's again, done better again. with Cole Turi beside him. With a bit more experience, him and or Sviatchenko would do. I, I think what the key point is for him. See, the issue is Colatori's not a very good pass with the ball either, right? So you get Colatori. I you... thought he did really well when he came on against Astana last week. What did he you just call him? I'm just going to call him. I'm going to call him Tori. I'm just going to call him Tori. I'm being a bit of a dick. Actually, I'll stop doing it. I'll stop. Uh, the new fella. 
Um, that's Sinclair. Sinclair. Yeah. No. The, the fact is, we've got. If we're going to play a back three, you need someone who can take the ball out and pass. And I don't think either of them are going to be in that position. He's okay. Touré's okay sitting there taking the small passes, passing it to Lustig. Let Lustig take it out. You can't do that with O'Connell though, because O'Connell just can't pass. I thought during the Astana game last week, Cole uh, Touré yeah. came on. Yeah, he came on and he was playing. Good drilled passes into centre midfield, which was making their team turn round, and they were pinpoint. They were precision passes, which we don't really see very often from our centre halves. Like you say, they just play them out wide and just get ready at that way or play it back to um, Gordon. Yeah, no, no. I, I know you're. I know what you're saying that's 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 my point. Look, I'm not making a. Let's hope, as we said, that let's hope O'Connell changes my opinion, and you know I feel comfortable. In his, in his company. That sounds weird. <laughs> like for a beer or something. I, I don't really know. Uh, we've got a lot of questions, so let's um, let's start getting through the questions. Um, Ryan Clark. Um, oh, okay, this is some... I don't know this one. Uh, Evening, gentlemen. With the Packers and Celtics being the pod's NFL and NBA teams, can the Cubs be the pod's baseball team? If they want. No, well, I've actually been to a baseball game in America. Ooh. I went to see the Boston Red Sox, so Ryan, it's the Boston Red Sox. They're my pure favourite baseball team. There you go. It's a Cuban baseball, I meant. Uh, has Skipovic been sold? Yes. Yes. Because the link, was it yourself, Keith, that put up? I think he, is, is he still part of the squad? Because we've had a few messages asking. Is that no Ludog? Oh, is it Ludog that put it up? Um, can you have a quick look at that? Look, look at the pictures on the Celtic website. Yeah, uh, like I did for the Charlie Mulgrew. I don't know what Christian's on about with this whole the grass. Oh yeah, well you know that's a private joke amongst friends. That was a question. Is that's his question? All right, uh, Chris Armani. I'm, I'm going to come round and ask questions because we've quite a few to get through. Um, Mark at um, Sirstrip S I R S I R S T R W P Brown was. Imperi- imperious versus Hearts. How ma- many different shades of shite will he need? Will he knock out of Joey Barton when the time comes? Hummels? Three. Three. Well, uh, yeah, he was imperious against Hearts and Astana. Let's wait and see. See if we. I mean, let's be perfectly honest. Thanks Joey- for the question, though. What? To, thanks. Thanks for the question, Mark. Mark. But you're fucking. Don't forget, <laughs> Hearts are a more superior team than Rangers, so. If he can do it against the Hearts team, then he should be able to do it against... I won. Honestly, Scott Brown, he needs to do it. He needs to do it against Rangers. After that semi-final yeah, last season. I, yeah. I just hope he doesn't do that. that. That's all I'm saying. We need a boss by Hardy. As you said, as you said, Samani, he needs, we need... Let's review. Let, do you know what? We'll put down from a mid-season review of Scott Brown and we'll, we'll have him get him on one one and... Do a PDA with them and see, you know, if we can see help. how he's doing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know, sorry, just to no, touch again on Brown. I know he, he's supposed to have had was it tendonitis in both of his hamstrings or something. I don't know. Was it meant to? He's all looking at me like I've made that up. I think you may have. Do you read that in Huddleboard? <laughs> <laughs> you on the Huddleboard? Not yet. Uh, um. Well, he had something. Wrong way. No, no, I think you're right. I, so, I, I don't see this as thing you're right. In shape. Basically, well, 
What was my point? I you, don't you, know. you put me off track. Scott Brownie's tenderite. Right, he might have had that right, but he was deplorable in that semi-final last season. Deplorable. Yeah. So if he, you know, let's wait and see how he does, and if he keeps this form up, brilliant. He could boss uh, Joey Joey Barton. But uh, we'll wait and see. Sadly, the shape left us on the first of July to join Hitafe. For 1.02 million. I wouldn't know say sadly, to be honest. I'd say he's left us. Thankfully. Too soon. Too soon with the escape. Um, Keen, I'm going to ask you a question. This is from uh, Ronan Kearney. At Kearney1085. He's a constant tweeter. Thanks, Ronan. Um, and, uh, yeah. Now that Scott uh, Scott Sinclair has signed, what is your... St- and I'll come around to everyone for this, actually. Um, what is your starting lineup for the Hapoel game? Should we not sign anyone else? So, if we don't sign anyone else and it's just what we've got just now... Um, Home game, first game, how do you line up? Do you want to come, come back to that, maybe? It's just more, do I go... A back three, there's no Tierney. Back four, there is Tierney. Because you, you have to have Tierney and Sinclair in that team. There's uh, no Roberts, remember? Yeah, but I don't, I don't, don't know if Sinclair plays on the right. I think he plays a lot on the left. It's upsetting. I know. So, I'm tied. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, one of my least favourite things about coming on this podcast is when somebody says, pick your starting 11. Because yeah. you need to think about it. It's <laughs> <laughs> just going instinct for the rest. Yeah. You know, it's it's a pain in the arse. Okay, well, let me break it down. Do you, do you play... Let me break it down, Andy. <laughs> Keeper, do, defenders. Do you um, play a partnership? Do you play two up front? Do you play Dembele and Griffiths? Yes. Do you play with them? Yep. Yes. Do you play them as well, Kieran? I went up. Um, I've... <laughs> If you're going to play um, in central midfield, who's your, are you going to play? Let's say you're playing two. Who's your two? Scott Brown and who else? Well, is Scott Brown automatically in the team, right? Uh, at this point, he is, yeah. All right, okay. Scott Brown. Johansson. Johansson ahead of Armstrong. McGregor. If you there's two, it's McGregor or Johansson. Oh, well, I, I think it would be If you're Johansson. going two up top, then two in yeah. the middle would be Brown, plus either McGregor. Or Armstrong, uh, McGregor, or Johansson, and then you've got Sinclair on the left, Foss on the right. I don't know. None of them inspire you with confidence. I'll say Johansson, just for Christian. Yeah, I'll yeah. give him something to do. Clocking stats, you know. Um, in terms of the, do you know what we will cover this actually near the game? Um, we'll come back to that one because we will do our starting eleven. Uh, thanks for the question. His other question is, and we're going to give him his other question. You have five million pound to spend. Who do you sign? Does anyone have anyone off the top of their head? What position would it be anyway? What Central mid. Central mid. Five million quid. Who'd you sign, Chris or Manny? Daniele De Rossi. <laughs> Did Rossi or one of the... Valeron? Fiorentina? Valero. Valero? Aye, you bet about more than five million quid. Nah, Keir knows something. Don't worry about that. What about you? Oh... Having a Scooby, I can't think F- of five it. million quid. Um, I think that's uh, it's an interesting. We'll one. tweet our answers tomorrow morning. Yeah, Can maybe speak to Hosey and give me a bit of Schweinsteiger in on a wee loan. <laughs> Jesus, Schweinie. five million pound wages for a year. <laughs> Poor Schweinie, man. It's, it's, let's be honest. I mean, I know Schweinsteiger. I would never have signed him for Man United. It looked no. as if he was on the wane for seasons. But to treat a guy like that, yeah. who's done pretty much everything in the game, no class. What to do? No class. He's training with the under sixteen. They or did something. the same way Baldes. Oh, Aye, he's done it to make a point. There's no doubt about it. Having said that, Schweinsteiger 
when he was playing that World Cup, looked like he could hardly walk, let alone run. No, he's, he's done. done. He, he, was, he looked done before he signed, they signed him. It was a, I thought it was a daft signing, but n- no class at all. No class at all. Uh, we'll come back to that, Ronan. Thanks for your questions. Um, Lewis Lafferty, is Craig Gordon past it? Who could we get to replace him as a club's most handsome man? Leo Fasan ready? I'll go to you. You're the Leo Fasan expert, Chris. <laughs> uh, he's not ready yet. Is he the club's most handsome man? Not far off. It's a great call. It's a great call, Lewis. He's very handsome. Against your Lustig? He's handsome. But I said not far off, remember. Are we not linked with Michael Vaughan? Have, are we linked with like Michael Vaughan? I've read that somewhere. <laughs> We've been linked with about a billion players. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's See, so- this is the thing. See, like, who would you sign? You know, the players that you'd like to sign, you can't afford. So you need to build, sign players that we don't know that are good. You don't know if they, you know damaged players almost. Um, Brendan Rogers. Okay, this is from McQuaid. Quaid, which is from Quaid, Torico. Um, Brendan Rogers sorted the defence and the forwards by the looks of it. Centre midfield is the only issue. How's it fixed? There's plenty in the squad. McGregor and Armstrong, not good enough so far. Gentles, Gentarino, Gentmeister General. Um, central midfield, now you're looking at Scott Brown, as we said, he's on form so you would play him. Um, with what we've got just now, if we were to, let's just say we were to play a five in midfield and you were looking at three central midfielders, right. would you have one sitting and two going ahead or would you have two sitting with one going ahead? I would prefer to have the one sitting, especially in the SP, SPL games, or SPFL games. Yeah. Um, would that the person sitting would be Scott Brown? Yes, ideally it'd probably be Bitton, and I think that Rogers would prefer Brown to be forward and over to the right a little bit. I think he did that when he brought yeah, Bitton on. He, he did it against Astana. Yes. Brown was yeah, exactly. Um, it's not ideal, but that's probably how he'd start off just now. Um, I'm mm. struggling because McGregor and I'm what about struggling. Tam? Look at the disgust that's in Manny's face. Absolute disgust. He was probably our most creative player last season. So <laughs> <laughs> I think we could point you to a poll that yeah. says something different. What's the stats say? That's uh, all that matters. Stick your stats up your ass. Anyway, so would you, I mean, would you, what about you? If, if, if we're just sitting with what we've got just now, Johansson or Rogic? Um, a wee bit of creativity, I would go for Rogic just now. What about you, Kieran? If you had three, if, if it is a three, one sitting, two attacking, or two sitting and one attacking, and who would they be? I wouldn't be it would be one sitting and it would be two not quite both attacking kind of kind of alternate if one pushes forward one yeah. kind of goes in between in, in, in the middle not quite beside Brown but ahead of him almost like a kind of like a three a three man line yeah um, one in central actual central midfield bo- that's the one. actual box to box player yeah. which I think probably would be Johansson I think Johansson is I think that's probably where Johansson would excel is just that box to box hard working player because um, he's not really a number 10 and he's probably not a defensive midfield he is probably possibly could be what we've had since Petrov with that just that really driving box to box player and could get into the into the, the penalty box with the strikers um, so I'd like to have it that way but like I keep going on about 
I need the two midfielders to be the fittest people on the team because although they're the central, they're still going to work themselves back and yeah. help out the help out the defence, which they don't do enough for my liking. Yeah, great stuff. Um, I'm going to move on for for you, Sir Manbot. Um, GB at James and Jules. He asks, "Do you think we should add another striker, or is Sinclair that man already?" He didn't realise that his um, career had started there. What do you think? Another striker? If we're going to play two up front, you're looking ideally at three or four. It's a, that's a difficult one. I've seen some people calling for it, and I think it's 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 what uh, Keith touched on in terms of of. Uh, Griffith's wastefulness at times now I know he got 40 goals last season and yeah, that's, uh, in any any league that's a phenomenal record but at times I mean yesterday in, in the Astana game as well you know just sometimes he fluffs his lines and what do you do do you, do you roll the dice and go for you know a much more prolific well maybe not more prolific but less wasteful striker um, than Griffiths I don't know that's a before I would want to strengthen up front, I'd definitely want to strengthen in midfield. But yeah. the fact is, if you've got a forty goal a season striker, and some people are still saying that you know that there's deficiencies to his game, that do you know what I mean? It's it's a funny one. Yeah, I think the one thing the problem with Griff is I think at times is he, he takes it on board. He has to score the goals. So see, like when he's taking a few shots that aren't working from, he then tries even harder to try and get that goal. When simply enough, he should just be more of a team player and go Jinkies when you've got the ball maybe play somebody else in don't take the shot on don't feel don't feel you have to get the goals you are a striker and strikers are paid for paying, play, uh, scoring goals however the rest of the team look, look like yesterday two strikers neither of them scored the two goals came from midfielders so there is other players in there that are able to score so you should maybe learn that you're not going to score every game and stop trying and don't feel the pressures on your shoulders if we're not winning a game, don't feel the pressure is on your shoulders to get that goal by scoring the goal. No, the pressure could be on you to try and help create that goal like he did yesterday. Look at that, that one where he bust in the wing, put the ball in the middle and Sinclair scored. The, the only thing I would say about um, Sinclair as a striker in Europe, I like that idea if we're playing one up top because he has pace to run the channels to, to get a chance in the break because if we're going into Europe, especially Champions League, I don't feel we've got a strong enough squad that we can go and totally impose ourselves on the game just yet. We'd have to keep it tight. We'd hope, probably have to uh, play a wee bit in the break, like we did yesterday with that goal against Hearts. I'd like to see a wee bit more of that, and Sinclair gives us that option. I get what you're saying, Kieran. You're making a very noble case for um, Griffiths literally wanting it, but sometimes I think he's just selfish. There is that as well. All strikers are. Yeah, but sometimes, especially over the, these last two games, especially yesterday against Hearts, I thought he was overly selfish. I think the opposition's got something to do with that. He hates Hearts. I mean, maybe, it's, not, it's been well publicised, he's kind of hatred for him. So I think he really wants to... Oh, I think he's even said everything he wants to think well, that, about. I always want to score. That's a lack of intelligence then, to me, because if, we would score way more goals than if he actually passed at times than having a shot. Well, that's unfair. I mean, he scored... Maybe possibly his best goal in a Celtic shirt there last season um, when he drove into the box, dragged it inside. F- fantastic. It was messy esque. Do you know? But I just get frustrated because all he does, a lot of the time he puts the ball in his left, it gets space, puts the ball in his, his, his left foot and shoots. Some, and, and as I get, it's, it's hard to criticize a, a, a guy who scored 40 goals last no, season. No, that's, that's the thing. I mean, in, 
and and you'll always get people going. What do you mean? He's, he's called forty goals, and and he's a fantastic finisher. I mean, I, I really no love Griffiths. For a guy who, when he came to the club, I wasn't sure would, would make it with us. That's completely out the window. It's just, for instance, that Astana game, right? Where Johansson put that ball through to him. Sometimes as well, I think he's like trying to take his touch, uh, an extra touch, you know, just to set himself too much. You know, where the real strikers, the real class acts they've had in the past will just, you know, instinct and take that. I don't see that all the time with Griffiths. Um, and sometimes these come at crucial moments. Now, I know he's scored crucial goals for us, but on the other hand, at times, you know, he's been wasteful in games whereby if he had been, you know, more instinctful, you know, more of a... Clinical. Clinical. If he'd been more, you know, he would have made a difference in some of the more important games. And that's that's the one issue I have with him. Do we roll the dice, as I said, and try and get somebody who's going to take these chances every time? I don't know. It's difficult because you're going to be paying a lot of money. Um, you know, if say Griffiths had played in the Premier League in England last season and he'd scored, he probably wouldn't have scored 40 goals, you know what I mean? But you're paying a hell of a lot of money for him. And we would have to probably... Ross McCormack. Yeah, exactly. 12 million quid for a guy who, don't get me wrong, I like McCormack and he's a consistent striker in the championship, but 12 million quid? Is he going to be, is is, is he better than Griffiths? I I don't think so. Different player, he's more like Commons, I would would suggest. I I know they're different styles. He's still quite fast. He's he's, he's still fast, McCormack. I would, I would, I would love to sign Ross McCormack, but we, (laughs) 12 million quid for a Scottish striker who's 28, going on 29. Not a fucking chance. I think it's good with Griffiths the fact of he's a forty goal striker, but we can still think we can still see there's more development and there's more to come from. So that can I you can I think of what kind of player could he be over a period of a couple of years? Another good thing about Griffiths is um, there's there's no big bids coming in for him. I think we've got Griffiths for as long as we want him. Well, that that that, that speaks volumes as well. I mean. He got that amount of goals, and yet he hasn't been linked to any other clubs or anything like no, that. No, because does. because he does have flaws in his game. Um, yeah, but and if and if it was announced that he was leaving, you know, you would be gutted, but you wouldn't be gutted on the same level as you know, if Lustig left. Um, what was that? But then people always <laughs> would you you'd, you wouldn't care if he left. You you would be happy with letting a forty goal scoring striker just providing leave. we had a a replacement and yes, okay, <laughs> ten goals in ten games this season. Oh aye, I'm getting me back the Baldi back. back. Okay, here we go. Sorry, we need to we need to move on. Uh, Mark Amura, this is for you, uh, Keith at uh, Boogie B. Uh, Mark Amura. That's my favourite bit of the pod. Him reading out the view. Yeah. Uh, Europa League money spent on Sinclair. Do you think next target? He's put in brackets a quality midf- central midfielder will depend on Champions League money, um, or if not that, the sale of Near Beton and Stefan Johansson. Then he puts hashtag Top Show. Top Show he puts on your Mark. Eh? We we round of applause for Mark. He's a good hashtag guy. Some guy. Show. He's a good there guy. we go. Thank you, Mark Amura. Lovely. Um, thoughts? Yeah, I think we probably will be gambling with how we do in the next two European games and it's crazy that the two biggest games of our season are right at the start I'm looking forward to them I think we've got a really really good chance I don't know much about Hapwell Beersheba yeah. that's dangerous but it could also be a, a very good thing maybe we're needing to get in touch with that Israeli we're going to get an Israeli journalist on and have a chat fantastic um, Kieran uh, well sorry Stevie Mack um, at Jinzy69 
pretty much held in what you're saying. A great assist from Griff last yesterday, but does he try too hard to score against Hearts to the detriment of the team? And that's kind of the point you were making. So that's great. Um, Kieran, is it worth... Okay, this is Stuart Murphy at uh, Stu Murph. Is it worth risking first-team players against Motherwell on Wednesday? Or should we give our 12-year-old wonder kid Karamanko Dembele a game? But as, as he says, like coming into the Motherwell game... Motherwell on Wednesday, then we've got a pointless friendly against Inter Milan before the game, um, the, the, the key game at home. How do you manage that, Kieran? I think you can have your key players. Um, well, when I say key players, I suppose maybe McGregor and Armstrong would maybe drop it. I think defensive-wise we have to play what we've got because we, there isn't anybody else. I mean, I wouldn't even bother entertaining Effie anymore. <laughs> Yeah, we're not asking you to take him to a strip I mean, club. Do you know what I mean? He's not so because I mean we had what three centre halves. We had no so FA wasn't in the bench. So there was no centre halves in the bench. But I think he's of the opinion. Well, if you've got a back three, you bring in the right back Yanko, make it a back two. So you don't know really another centre half in there. Um, you could give I'd probably give Fasan a game. Give, oh, give him control and Dorvey. What game this year talking about? The Motherwell game. Motherwell game. And then a Milan game maybe. Oh, well. and, oh, that can be empty. Maybe Ralston as well at right back. Don't play him right back. Play back three keys. So there's no right back required. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the asshole. <laughs> Uh, um, so I mean uh, that's t- what, what do you guys think we've got two games we've got the Motherwell League Cup game we obviously in all seriousness we don't want to go to the League Cup we want to stay in the League Cup um, the Motherwell game then we've got the Saturday how do you manage that Chris or oh, sorry Keith uh, whatever one's ready I was just going to say um, just keep the momentum going I would look for a win against Motherwell especially at home um, I just mean the management of the players before the game. We've got a decent enough squad that we, we don't have to put every single first team player there. We don't have to have our, our, our fullest squad. We give Shifty a chance, give Roger a chance, yeah. give Azagiri a chance. That's Shifty. the one. <laughs> give Sinclair a start as well. He, needs ga- he actually needs game time, so he give should Yank, be starting. Give Yanko a chance. Shifty. And you were was going to be a good player. Give Shifty a chance, absolutely. Give Yanko a chance. Give Hassan a chance. Um, okay, yeah, so like basically what we want to do is we want to manage. Um, I'm not asking you, asshole. <laughs> I'm being an arsehole. I'm doing it on purpose now, though. Um, I've, I'm going to ask you two, two quick fire ones. Go. Cool. Um, Warren Boy at, at Lahad. Um, is Robbie Nielsen the worst loser ever? Mm, no. Oh, interesting. Why? Because there's. Worst losers. Worse losers um, Derek at the boy Moz. Um, Big Colo looks like a magnet for the ball at the back. Looks exactly the type of guy we've been screaming out for back there. Um, agree with that? Yes. Um, okay. Here, that wasn't. I, I thought that was a question. It's not. It's just a comment. Thanks, uh, boy Moz. Um, Daryl Hay. Brendan's flexibility during games is a breath of fresh air and one, in my opinion, that will get us to the promised land. What do you think? Yes, I agree. Um, I think it's quite apparent his um, substitutions and tactical changes have made a difference to us in games, and it's refreshing to see um, from the man on the wall here whose tactics were a bad plan A and then try and make... <laughs> Do you have to make say bad plan A? Because you're not just saying plan A. No, but it was, I mean... I feel bad slagging Ronnie. It doesn't look like you feel bad. It looks <laughs> like you're enjoying no, it. No, but I don't want to go down all the. I don't want to go over old history, but 
that was one of his big problems, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it was like there's, there's tactical n- inflexibility. Yeah. Um, he had, you know, Tony Mowbray was the same. Tony Mowbray had one way of playing football, yeah. he had one tactic, he had one formation, and when it didn't work, you were goosed. Yeah. Um, it's, all, it's all very well Barcelona having that one tactic and one formation, but they get the best players in the world. You had said before um, Brendan Rodgers came in that you thought Moyes would give a better chance of getting through the qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Have you been impressed with Rodgers? I've been impressed by his the, the the change in mentality, but as we've said, there's been periods of these games where we haven't looked good. Um, I still, th- I mean, it may be a moot point if Rodgers gets us to the Champions League, which he absolutely should with the draw we've got. But I still think that Moyes would have. I mean, don't get me wrong. Would ultimately, I don't think it'd have been fun to watch. But I still think Moyes would have had his more. Regimented, regimented, day. Yeah. and I think he would have he would have got us there as well. Um, too quick. I want to make a comment, and I'm coming to your Keith. Um, Michael at VLR says Timo Pukki uh, buyback clause? Question mark. Yep. Uh, you just mentioned that. Um, here's one from Mark O'Brien at the Sparkle 1979. Um, this is directly for you, Keith. Was Scott Allen ever good enough? Scott Allen will always be good enough in my heart. Um, even in the pre-season games he seemed to show something different from the other midfielders that we had he was taking the ball in in dangerous positions he was picking a pass there's something there Ronnie Dyler didn't see him as a regular and Brendan Rodgers didn't see him as a regular so no one other than um the manager the of Hibs, uh, Alan Stubbs saw him as a regular he's not and I'm not that's I, who he's away to as well yeah exactly I, I think I think obviously Scott Allen had something. You didn't think he was good enough, Chris? No, he's he's neat, um, tidy at times. Uh, but let's be honest: did he ever do anything in a Celtic shirt? I don't know. And you can argue he didn't get a, a chance, but did he ever show you anything where you thought, "Oh, there you go"? I don't think we're weaker without him. No, put it that way. Um, Kieran, question for you. This is from Michael. Uh, oh, for, uh, Mick Komiski. Uh, do you think Gary McKay, Stephen slash Christie have futures at the club after Rogers said um, Forrest is staying put and the recent Scott Sinclair? I think McKay Stevens left out the door, is he not? Away to Ross County? Supposedly no, he's going in loan. No, that's been completely Rogers rubbish, completely rubbish. That he says, we've not heard about that. He's still injured and he's not, at this point, he's not going in because he's no fit. See, I, I think McKay Stevens almost. Uh, what Rogers wants, an actual out yeah. and out winger who'll hug the hug the touchline and has kind of got a bit of skill and he has all that. But I think he's just his confidence is is not there. He's brushed off the ball far too easily. He's not. He's just. He's not got a lot of upper strength which he needs to build. But I think he could be developed into an actual really, really good exciting winger. Um, but. I just don't know if we'll ever have the chance at, at Celtic, if you're, especially if you're keeping Forest, yeah. And especially with the pressures of the Champions League and winning games, etc. So are you saying that he should get on the rides? <laughs> should build up. Come to the gym and I'll show him how to do it. I'll build him up. That's the easiest way to do it. Get on the rides. Get down for a freight train session. And yeah, then... Uh, go should I send him to Russia on loan? Aye, exactly. Well, it's cheaper just to go up to the pure gym with Keelan, do you know what I mean? Instead <laughs> of going Keelan, to Russia. Keelan Bryan sort him out with his dinners, his lunches. Have we not got a... I thought I seen over the summer we'd signed up with a team in, I want to say, Bucharest, where <laughs> we, we would swap players around. Like, we would send out players to them on loan for them to experience 
like game time and another country, and then we would somehow get the best picks <laughs> of their players coming through. <laughs> no, we did. We not. Was you, it, was, right. was it one of the Bucharest teams, or was it one of the? Ch- you, you are right, uh, Keith. Can you check that? Um, you are right. I, I remember reading that. Um, I think I think summer. it was an Eastern European team, like a Slovenian team or a Romanian um, team, and it was kind of along some lines of what we sent Henderson off to Norway with Rosenberg. Yeah, I think we would then start doing that with some of the youngsters. With this team with the hook up with. Yeah. You, you you look for that, Keith. I'm just going to read out a couple of comments. Uh, Colin Slavin at Call YSL. James Forrest, opinions on whether he should be kept or not. Tough call. Celtic Boy 73 also says, should we lay off Forrest, allow Brendan to mentor him and trust him that we can finally fulfil his other potential? Well, we discussed that earlier. Obviously, two for and kind of two against. Um, Hungarian team. Who? What? He oh, I can't. It was the, the Hungarian team. I can't remember their name off the top of my head. Billy McStay. I'm wondering if it was Hungary. Put that on Google. Um, That'll give you the answer. Pop up the fast food. Don't um, put Hungary as in not had anything to eat for a while. There's an A in it, Keith. Oliver Tabili, um at Tabili O. Um, Sir Manny. Yes. His comment is I'd rather have Mulgrew than the worst cunts like Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> do you like that? <laughs> you really did. That's really tickled you, isn't it? Um, that's not a question. It's, it's a just comment. a comment. It's just a comment. Yep. Um, <laughs> Andy Robson, uh, Wilbrand Rogers' increasingly obvious ability to gauge a gauge a game. What's it? It's not gauge, is it? Gauge. gauge. Fucking hell, man! I can hardly speak. How am I allowed? How to low, do sorry, gauge. How am, I, how am I allowed to do a podcast? I can hardly speak. Um, gauge. <laughs> Gauge a game and change. Oh, fuck, fuck that question. <laughs> fuck you, Andy. Um, no, he's just making the comment about us mo- moving forward um, in Europe. Um. Next question. Um, Willie makes the managed Ush Pest. Fuck it. It's not them. But we do have a link up. Um, Jamie Lofthouse asks Will we buy a keeper to replace Gordon who can play like a sweeper? What, Manuel Neuer? Yeah. Gone because he tried that. <laughs> he tried that Wednesday. <laughs> Spectacular. Um, no. Um, Sherm at P Desolate Eight. Time's up for Stuart Armstrong. Right. Yes. Lightweight in midfield. No good on the left. And position now covered. Then he puts hashtag Team Christian. Well, he can suck it. Um, team Christian. The administrator. Oh, the administrator. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, we're really running out of time. We've actually went over a little bit. Brian Murray at MurrayBoy88. Brendan Rogers playing a blinder on the touchline on the training pitch behind the scenes and in the media. Hashtag brother Brendan. There you go. I agree. <laughs> Just say it then. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Hearts, uh, Brian goes on to say, Hearts are a decent side and I reckon when the season unfolds, that result on performance yesterday will be put into context. What do you think about that, Kieran? Are you going to be impressed with Hearts? Do you think they'll do well this season? I think uh, they'll start line up. Um, they do have some good players. I forgot, forgot they'd signed Don Cowie. Don Cowie did quite well down south uh, with Cardiff. He could possibly could have been sent off for that tackle yesterday. Should have been. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kieran doesn't have an opinion <laughs> on it. I can't um, I think bringing up bringing Connor Salmon. I know he, he. I don't think he's done. It's quite wasteful I, sometimes. Yeah, but he can. He can but be quite I think a good I think at the, the SPFL level, that's a good level for him. Aye, he's, he's he's quite a good guy. And Scottish Tony Walker, Walker as well. Aye, he'll, he'll do okay. And I think. Yeah. Nicholson and Walker. I think 
I think they actually will do really well. I think that, I mean, they, they ran Aberdeen quite close for second. I'm sure they'll finish something like six or seven points behind, and that chance of finishing second had they taken a better, taken some of their um, their wins in the last six or seven games. So I think they'll they'll do really well this season. I think pretty much third, not far off second. Um, you and M- MCF at Weijian, thanks for the great podcast, guys. Uh, with recent improvements to Brown Forest performances, can Brendan Rodgers fixed Armstrong and others. Um, I think no. Armstrong's he's no miracle man. He's no miracle man. I'm not blind to believe. I can't believe I've turned heel on Armstrong. Um, Paul McQueen at Queen. We're going to finish on this one just because we've really run out of time. Um, will Jamie Walker get banned, or will Der- Derek Borlichter still be officially the last player to die for a penalty in Scotland? It turns out that Derek Borlichter wasn't the last player to get banned for that. I believe there was Sonny Oluko and another people. It was me that tweeted that out. Sonny Oluko left before Borlichter. Left before Borlichter. He left when he died. Well, loads of people were tweeting me to tell me I was wrong. I don't know. Give me a second, I'll find them. Nah, we'll figure that out. Gene Silent Borlichter. The fact that the referee came out and apologised to Ronald Rodgers I don't know if he phoned him or spoke to him but he, he, came in at time. he came in at half time he spoke to Ronald Rodgers oh it was during the game yeah oh, half time during was the game afterwards. What, what do you think about that do you think the fact that he apologised and came in and says look I've made a, I've made a mistake and I do apologise for it what do you think about that Chris <laughs> don't make it in the first place <laughs> well listen we won 2-1 so it, let's let I'll, let's be magnanimous about it thanks don't let it happen again. <laughs> See, if it was one each, you'd go like that. That doesn't really help us now, you wank. Brent, not taking up like tit for tat. Our goal, first goal was offside. That should nah, not no, be. Should have had a penalty Armstrong though. Standing in the the view of the goalkeeper. Doesn't have to. He was. He was blocking. Armstrong. Armstrong when he's on the pitch isn't interfering with play. <laughs> the referee That's Armstrong. The Armstrong in front of the goalkeeper blocked his view, and even there was when two the ball defenders was passed, as well. Nah. Two defenders, uh, defenders then Armstrong. Difference? No, Armstrong was half a defender between I think them. It should also have been a penalty because uh, Cal McGregor got took out in the box. Yeah. That wasn't brought up. Also, here's the point. That's how uh, anonymous Stuart Armstrong has been on the field for Celtic of recent times. That The referee was like, there's no way he was interfering with play. I mean, look at him. Have you seen that optical Frank illusion Casper? where the cigar comes out the wall? Ah, uh, yeah. That's Stuart Armstrong. <laughs> Stuart Armstrong was standing in front of the keeper. <laughs> Fuck, so he was. <laughs> that, that was exactly what it was. So The keeper never complained or anything. Yeah, Just, exactly. No. And, on, and on, on that bombshell, um, <laughs> you can catch us at 90 Minutes Cynic on Twitter. That's where you will find all our links to the podcasts. We're on iTunes, everyone. If everyone could go to iTunes, um, it'd be great if you could leave a little message. Subscribe to the podcast. Speaker.com slash the 90 Minute Cynic. We're part of the Hail Hail Media Network. Um, speaker.com slash uh, Hail Hail Media. Search for us on iTunes um, put in 90 Minute Cynic. We're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash 90 Minute Cynic. We're on Periscope. Yay! Hey. Um, check out Periscope. Nah, don't actually. <laughs> just leave it. Um, we'll we'll, we'll broad- broadcast it. will be on Twitter, so just leave it. But check it. Like us on Facebook. Um, follow us on Twitter. And we'll give you all the links to all the podcasts via Twitter. And how have you got on with the creation of the Nightmare Sonic Snapchat? Uh, I have made one snap and... It's it been w- banned. Uh, uh, yes, yes. Apparently dick pics are not allowed. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know you were supposed to send them into people's personally. Um, no, I, I've tried to use I genuinely don't know how to use it. It just... It, it's dull. We don't fucking use the Instagram that much. We're on Instagram as well. You two tag team gingers, ginger tag team should be 
Danny Boy and the Rogers Brothers. Um, Chris Armani, pleasure as always. Handsome as always. The best as always. High praise. I'll take it. <laughs> thanks for having me. Uh, Keith, thanks. Um, Kieran, <laughs> I was joking. It's terrific to have you, Keith. Um, you enjoyed your holiday and you're back to get I there. did indeed. We're putting feelers out for possible feature podcasts. If you'd be interested in them, you should stay wait tuned. to wait wait to see what we might have lined up. Great stuff from Keith behind the scenes. Uh, Freight train, as always. I'm just going to do a wee plug at the end for one of my <laughs> fellow work colleagues. He started up a new podcast uh, for regarding Napoli. He's a huge Napoli fan. Um, seems like there's a bit of a niche in the market as there's none out there. So uh, if you want to maybe have a listen, if you're a big Napoli fan or an Italian fan of football, uh, it's a uh, sempre. S-E-M-P-R-E exclamation mark and you can find that on uh, iTunes and he has also got a Twitter line it's at Sempre Podcast and uh, you can give him a follow and give him a listen and see what if, if that's what you would like to hear <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah yeah this is why Kieran isn't the presenter how much do you get paid for that yeah um, firstly I want to make the point that I hope to be well, I hope one of us are invited on that podcast to give our excellent insight into Napoli I know that you like Italian football well, you being a UV fan, you'll be nowhere near it. Uh, exactly. Well, exactly. you know, well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see I spot you in just because, you know, you're literally the establishment team. <laughs> <laughs> you made me out to be like a rat. Thanks very much. That's no, no, not a rat. Like, well, not far off a rat, well, to be fair. Uh, anyway, it's been a pleasure as always. Um, check us out on all the social media. I'm Chris Gallagher, and we'll speak to you down the road. The same road's leading you.